0: Hey, what's up guys? This is Mackie coming at you with the Bible study this week. We are in the Gospel of Mark. I'm really excited uh, to be in the Gospel of Mark. I love the Gospels. I love the story of Jesus. And Mark is one specifically that's really special. Um, It's really cool the way it came about. Mark is actually believed um, to be a younger associate of Peter. Peter is someone who physically followed Jesus uh, throughout his ministry. And Mark, um, being a gospel, is the good news of Jesus. So it is a narrative, um, a retelling, a recording of all that Jesus did in his many, uh, his few years, I'm sorry, in ministry. Um, They believe that from around the time that Jesus was 30 to 33 or so, uh, when he was crucified and uh, was raised up, but um, that Mark recorded this actually from Peter's teachings. So this would have been a couple decades later when Peter was teaching the gospel. Uh, and Mark is to believe to be recording these teachings. Peter does again. Peter uh, have followed Jesus Physically, and Mark is now recording these teachings about Jesus. And it's a really cool perspective that we get because could you imagine uh, hearing the teachings of Peter, someone that followed Jesus physically, saw his miracles, saw his works? Uh, It wasn't just a story to him, um, but it was a thing where he saw God in the flesh working. Uh, I love the gospel. I love the story of Jesus. I believe Jesus is our hope. Um, I love the story of the Trinity and how Jesus really is that hope. And he's that missing piece almost where he ushers in the Holy Spirit into our situation. Um, and he is sent by the Father. He really is that missing piece. But uh, starting in 35, chapter 1, Mark 1, 35, I'm going to go all the way to the end of chapter 1 to verse 45. I'll read it now. And we'll dive in a little bit. Uh, Verse 35, I'm reading in the ESV, the English Standard Version. And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place. And there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. And they found him and said to him, everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, let us go on to the next towns that I may preach there also. For that is why I came out. And he went throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. And a leper came to him, imploring him and kneeling, said to him, If you will, if you will, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I will be clean. So we see a couple of interesting things about Jesus, about his ministry. Um, We know the Jesus that um, he was here to be made famous. Um, And I say that to say we live in a Western society, a Western culture, a Western church where um, it is very much our job to make Jesus's name famous because that is part of the Great Commission, which we'll get to later in Mark. Uh, but we are to go out and make disciples of all nations uh, of the place we're in, um, to send missionaries, to send people, ministers of the gospel. Uh, I I say we are to call to make him famous, but we see something different here. Jesus is telling the leper he's cleansed to keep it a secret, um, which is so interesting uh, to me. Uh, He starts off this verse 35, he starts off in a desolate place. You see this often in Jesus's ministry that he not only leads, you know, 10 disciples, 12 disciples, but out of those 12, he has three that are closest to him. And then out, but beyond those 12 disciples that people know so well, uh, there are hundreds, even thousands of people at times following him throughout the gospel. But we noticed here, we notice here, Jesus is setting a precedent on going to a private secluded place going to a place where he could pray to the Father, uh, going to a place where he can meditate and so forth, um, and how important that is. If we were to model who Jesus is, um, sometimes things aren't as prescriptive or laid out in black and white ink as we real uh, as we want it to be, uh, but we see it in how Jesus's character—that's uh, what we'll see in the gospel a lot, too, is he won't always say something— uh, directly, um, but we will see what he does as a model for what we should do um, as someone who call who as people that call themselves followers of him. And one of those things he modeled clearly is going away to the private. Uh, even in this verse, verse thirty-eight, he said to them, "Let us go on to the next towns that I may preach there also. For that is why I came out." So he says out right after studying and being alone not studying rather, but being alone, being secluded. He says right after, let's go to the other towns too. He sets a huge precedent that seclusion is important. Being alone is important, but just as important is it for you to be out and about, to be part of community. I was having a conversation recently with a friend um, about some things that the Western church has gotten wrong. I'm listening to a book, and it's all about how we have kind of read the Bible a little wrong because the Bible was written in an Eastern culture, obviously, and these customs and times, this is a Hebrew culture that Jesus is living in, and these scriptures are being recorded and written um, in in a much different part of the world, and then we've read it now in English in our Western society, and one of those things that we've gotten wrong is community. Community, Uh, America, um, Western society, uh, the Western church has started to leech on and latch on to something um, of independence or being alone or your spiritual, your your spiritual life or your faith journey being personal or, or just for you. Uh, what we are going to see over and over again in this gospel of Mark is that is not the case. That, that is not the truth. In fact, uh, over and over again, Jesus will not only say this, but he'll model it. And then Paul will later teach, as we just got out of Romans, he's, he taught things so forth as you being a part of the body and how you need to be a part of that body. We'll see Jesus model in these gospels. The community is so important that it's, even, it's not just important, it's in fact the way, uh, part of your faith to submit yourself to community. So when he goes off to a secluded place, notice how he only does it for a moment. Notice how he only uh, does it with a certain schedule in mind, a certain purpose in mind. Um, there's a difference between meditation, seclusion, and prayer, or a quiet time alone, from isolation, there's a there's a difference between momentary seclusion and isolation. Um, Jesus wants us out and about in community, um, sharing his gospel. But he also wants us to have healthy rhythms, and he models that in these first five verses. He goes on to this new town, and he cleanses a leper. The leper asks if, if he's willing, he'd be he'd be made clean. Um, this brings up, I don't want to introduce a new attention, but This brings up an issue where um, many streams of Christianity uh, would teach that it's always Jesus's will to heal someone physically. The unfortunate part of it that we've learned, um, even in personal experiences, no matter how hard we pray sometimes, no matter how much faith we have, um, it's not necessarily Jesus's will for someone to be physically healed here on earth. However, It is always his will, uh, for his children to see health, to see wholeness. And that is sometimes, uh, seen and been made being made complete in heaven. Um, and, and the leper asks Jesus, he says, will you heal me physically? It is your, is it your will? And Jesus does heal this man. Um, Jesus does this for a couple of reasons. One, It was prophesied. It was prophesied that Jesus would take away physical iniquity, um, take away something like leprosy. Um, Lepers actually in this custom, they lived out uh, by themselves, secluded with a community of lepers, and they were ostracized and marginalized. Um, I believe Jesus did this for multiple reasons, one being he is a model of inclusion. Um, I think it's no I think it's no coincidence that he speaks so much about community talks about going from town to town to be with people and then invites people that didn't belong in those spaces into those spaces by healing them. Right? So he, not only, if you think about it, this leper had to leave his family, leave everything he knew when he became a leper. That's what happened in this custom. And in that moment, Jesus not only healed his body, but he completely changed his life and made it whole. Uh, I believe Jesus wants to change our life and, and cleanse us and heal us in so many different ways. And sometimes it's not in the way we expect it. Sometimes he doesn't uh, immediately take away that disease or heal that wound. Or sometimes he doesn't repair that relationship we thought was was of him, even though it wasn't. Uh, but I do believe that he wants to uh, bring healing and bring wholeness to our lives. But again, sometimes it's just not the way um, that we, he, we think it's going to be. Uh, I think this leper teaches us that. He asks, is it your will? And Jesus says, it is. And we ask today, is it your will to heal this thing? I don't know if it's his will to heal this thing specifically, but I know he'll heal us um, eternally, and I know he'll heal us as a whole. Uh, Thanks for joining us on the Bible study. I'm excited to be a part of these Bible studies in the Gospel of Mark. I hope you hang with us throughout the book. We'll see you later.